Warning! This episode opens with the chefs ingesting the drug marijuana in the form of edible gummy candies. This show does not encourage the use of marijuana, nor does it suggest making delicious treats with it. Like brownies. It certainly does not want you to use marijuana now. This show would never encourage its listeners to get high at the same time as the chefs, which is in fact what they're doing. Right now. Alright, welcome to Kitchen Open Late, the podcast from the back of house. I'm Chef Frosty. And I'm Chef Gwanda. Alright, so this week we're going we're gonna to open up by, uh, the, the cooks are going to take some drugs. <laughs> uh, we're we're, we're going to take a couple edibles because this week's topic is, is going to be, uh, it's going to be challenging. For us, it's just going to be an emotional journey. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> we're going to be ingesting some edibles real quick. Is that bad? Yeah, how's yours? It's pretty good. It's you can. Um, I judge most edibles on whether or not how, how much of the the THC flavor you can taste. Yeah. Um, like Kelly used to make the best crispy treats. She used to make rice krispies, mm-hmm. and um, you could. I remember Kelly's rice krispies. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. That's they right. just taste like rice krispies. Right. Yeah. Totally. Right. But they were stacked of weed butter. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, I recall. <laughs> So they are—I'll give it like a six or a seven. Mine are pretty good, but you can definitely taste. Yeah, taste like, taste like weed. Yeah, it's a lot like weed. <laughs> I didn't get too much pineapple flavor. Yeah, mine tastes like sugary treats with weed in them. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah. It just felt like a gummy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So last week we talked about customers, and I forgot to bring up a point. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two of the most famous people I've ever. Cooked for in my life. Oh, right. So one time, I made dinner for Jerry Springer. Hmm. Uh, now, when I say I made dinner for Jerry Springer, he just came into the restaurant I was working at at the right. time here in Chicago. Uh, and he would always sit in back with his family. He didn't want anyone to know he was there. That's why he liked the restaurant so much because it was just a, a little private place. Right. And I remember one of the servers came back like freaking out, just like, Jerry Springer's here. And I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. I'm the only motherfucker in the kitchen right now, so I'm making him dinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I walked, I remember I walked past him, and I I went to the bathroom, and I saw him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, that's neat. (laughs) But, Uh the most famous person I've ever been excited to cook dinner for. Of course. So, there was a place I was working at, and we got... Information. Basically, our our social media guy mm. came out and he said, uh, "Hey, uh, Joanna's coming in tonight." And I was like, "Is that supposed to mean some Something? shit to me?" Right. And he was like, and like everyone was kind of excited. And I was like, "Why is everyone saying, like who's Joanna? Do they may know her?" And they're like, "Joanna Angel, the porn star, <laughs> is coming into to the place tonight." I'm like, "Oh shit, that's kind of cool." Does like that happen often. Apparently, like often that's enough because cool. the social media guy like. Right. You know, for events and like and stuff like that. Yeah. Does actual social media right. stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh and he was actually pretty cool. He was like he was a chill dude. Mm. Uh, Is he an outside source or I mean he worked for the company. Okay. Like that was his main thing because there was a bunch of locations for the place. Right, yeah, I guess I remember so, that. You know, he was just doing he was basically in charge of all that, plus, you know, coordinating events and you know, all the stuff a social media person's supposed to do. Right, right, right. Um so I was like, that's cool, like, it's kind of cool to have a porn star come in, like, right. whatever. Like, I was excited, but not stoked. I know her name, yep. but I can't really picture her. She's cute. 
Certainly. Like, dark hair. Yeah. yeah. Lots of tattoos. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, um, what's her name? Cat? Oh, um, Cat Von D? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. One of my... So, I've... <laughs> I know Joanna Angel specifically because there is a porno called The Bride of Frankenstein, <laughs> which is a Bride of, of Frankenstein parody, obviously. Right, obviously. Uh, for those who don't know. For those who aren't familiar with how porn parodies work. <laughs> uh, and so I knew her from that because I liked that right. film quite a bit. Yeah. But anyway. For cinematic reasons. Right, right. It's a good parody. Actually, I don't yeah. know. It, yeah, you should watch it. It's very good. Yeah. Um, so she came in, and then I see... Her husband. Mm. And I freak out. <laughs> her husband is a porn star named Small Hands, who I've also seen films of. <laughs> Small Hands is cool. Small Hands is cool as shit. <laughs> like, He's such a cool dude. I was like, oh, oh, Dran Angel's here. That's fine. <laughs> then Small up. Hands walks in. I'm like, I'm like giddy. I'm like nervous. The social media guy's like, you want to go meet him? He's real chill. And I was like, I can't go talk to him. No, stop. <laughs> He's cool. It's fine. And it's just like, he's just, he was just chill and cool. He's got all the tats and shit. And like, I did meet him eventually. So I guess I got to ask the obvious question. Does he have small hands? No. Yeah. His hands are pretty average. Yeah. I don't know why his name is Small Hands. Who knows? Um, But yeah, I was particularly excited. About Small Hands. About Small Hands. I mean, it was cool to see Joanna. It was cool, but you were excited. I was excited (laughs) to see Small Hands. Yeah, no, I was like actually pretty giddy about it. Like, I've never been, star- I've met famous people. Hmm. I met Tim Meadows once. I don't know who that is. Uh, SNL, ladies' man. Oh, yeah. Wait, black dude? Yeah. What? Yeah, I met him at Barnes Noble one time. <laughs> you just be meeting famous people? I mean, I I met one famous person one time when I was a child, but you know. I mean, <laughs> I met Steve from Sex in the City. That means nothing to you, I know, but <laughs> Steve. No, that's Mr. Big. Mr. Big. I wish I would have met Mr. Big. Uh, is Steve the other guy, though? Um, Redhead's boyfriend. Husband. Okay. He's, yeah, he, no. he's, a, he's a cool guy. I like him, too. That means nothing to me. Um, but that actually reminds me. Mm-hmm. I read an article mm-hmm. uh, the other day. Uh, and it, it kind of has to do with what I just talked about. Euphoria star... Sorry. The Euphoria star Chloe Cherry said working as a server was traumatizing, and she felt much safer working in porn. <laughs> now, this is a BuzzFeed article, so I'm not... I haven't fact-checked it a ton. I, I feel like that's probably true for him. I mean, honestly... So, I'm just going to go ahead and read through some of the, uh, some of the article here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chloe Cherry, the former adult film actor who debuted on Euphoria in Season 2 opened up about sexual harassment and the, and the starkly different experiences she witnessed while working in the restaurant and porn industries. Hmm. So it goes on to talk about she got you know she wanted to be a porn actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she moved out to I'm assuming LA, LA like uh, to become a porn star. That's what she specifically wanted to do. Right. And then she got into the world of acting. And found out how much more money there is in acting, <laughs> right? Which is so weird to me. No, no. Now that you say that, it's quite weird. Because everybody watches porn. Yeah. And not, I haven't seen Euphoria. Yeah, me neither. Right. 
I I I didn't know she was a porn. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she existed. Oh. I didn't know she was a porn star. I like Chloe. She's nice. I intend to look her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> thank you, Euphoria. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thank you, Chloe Cherry, because she yeah. you know, she goes on to talk about like her experience was pretty good hmm. in in the porn industry. Yeah. Now again, this is just her account. Yeah. Um, I do believe there's a movement mm-hmm. toward like. Ethical adult entertainment yeah. and producing like good things like that. I think it's being treated a lot more respectfully, and I think a lot more people are uh, being uh, are involved who want to be involved. Right, and not to keep on this the porn topic on our food network, right. but um, the the porn industry intrigues me enough that I watch interviews from time to time and I know a lot of the girls nowadays are becoming directors themselves yeah and so it's it's more of like a circular communal thing and a lot of them do say like if you want to get into porn like make sure that's really what you want to do type thing oh totally I mean I'm a very <laughs> sex positive person uh, and fuck it if that's how you want to express yourself artistically mm-hmm. I'm all for it not right. even as like a, a chauvinistic like it's just literally like everything is valid mm-hmm. you know we're born naked right. sexuality is, is not something we should shy away from yeah uh, so it goes on to say uh, you know it talks about her whole experience in porn and acting and why she switched and all that mm-hmm. uh, it says but Cherry said she felt her time in porn was far better than in other industries namely her experience as a cocktail server quote your whole goal in porn is just making someone come, she explained. It's not like my whole goal is to serve 500 people in one night. Hmm. Uh, Cherry, yeah. Cherry recalled the experience of being a server as so fucking traumatizing, quote, uh, pointing out that she often felt unsafe in the restaurant industry. Quote, my boss was so fucking creepy, she said. That makes sense. He was like an actual sexual predator. Like nobody in porn is a registered sex offender. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, quote, in porn, it's, it was like this is... Sorry, let me start over again. In porn, it was like this is what we're going to do today, she continued. There wasn't like... Then there's this random guy comes up and tries to touch you. I felt so much more respected in porn than in a restaurant. Man. I mean, as, as open-minded individuals... I can understand that, and someone who's worked in the restaurant industry, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, um, here's the thing: in porn, there's literally thousands, millions of eyes on you. Right. If you're a creepy scumbag, you're yeah. gonna get called out pretty fucking quick. Right. As is evidenced by all the guys who get called out really fucking quick and never work again. And I would, I would like to devil's advocate, as I tend to do. Um, obviously, this is one person's experience. Yeah. And. The opposite can be said for both industries. Oh, absolutely. There's there's ethical restaurants. There's unethical porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, full disclosure, I do actually try to understand pornographic actresses that I watch. Yeah. And actors that I watch and mm-hmm. companies that I view from. Mm-hmm. Because I do want to support ethical pornography. Right. And I do the same thing with restaurants to an extent. Yeah. If somebody's known to be a dick... Or a bunch of servers quit, or there's you know even you know rumors and stuff like that circulating. Right. The yeah. same thing being told over and over again. I'm gonna try to avoid that restaurant. Yeah, because I don't want to support that activity. That's mm-hmm. not okay in mm-hmm. my world. 
there's no need to go into work and ever feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And there's in, in the restaurant business especially, there's a lot of shady motherfuckers. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, because it's, it's work already. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable about the people you work with or especially for. Right. <clears throat> so, story time. <clears throat> so, I've been doing my, my own thing for a couple months now. Hmm. You know, kind of freelance... Whatevering, I guess, you know, independent contractor, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun. You know, I've been bouncing around, I've been doing DoorDash, I've been reevaluating my place in the restaurant industry hmm. because I love it. I love what I do. I love cooking for people. I love the adrenaline from service. I love all that shit. It's all real fun. But I don't love toxic environments. And I yeah. mean that in multiple different senses of the word. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like greedy owners mm-hmm. who are only concerned with literally the bottom line, yeah, and not providing quality customer service. I don't like filthy, disgusting kitchens. Yeah, when I literally beg to clean them, <laughs> and the owners don't want to, you know. Right. It's been a, a lot. There's actually been a lot of places I've worked. Yeah, which is crazy. Where like you know, well you know if when where the owners aware of it, mm-hmm. they see how bad it is. And they choose to look the other way. Oh. At that point, you're negligent. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't like supporting that. It's one thing if you're stupid. <laughs> if you're stupid and you don't know that you're serving garbage to people, right. it's not acceptable, certainly, but it's understandable. It can be fixed. It can be fixed. Yeah. If you know mm-hmm. that the place is filthy, there's mold on everything, there's grease everywhere, mm. there's fire hazards, the fryers are smoking, mm-hmm. like... You know, if you know all that stuff, you're serving expired food, you don't date label shit. Mm. If you know all that, it's not acceptable. Right. You're, you're disgusting. Yeah. Like, that's an awful thing. Uh-huh. You should shut down. Yeah. You should clean it. And if you have people who want to do that, mm-hmm. fuck your profit. Yeah. Like, you should be held responsible for that. Uh, so, yeah, I've been trying to figure out what I want to do in the restaurant world. I don't have the capital of my own place yet. Um, so I'm trying really like I don't mind taking a, a pretty big financial hit if that means I get to support and work with people who have the same morals that I have. Right. Uh, so in that process, yeah, you know, I, I went online. And I was kind of looking for jobs, and I found somebody who was opening a new place. It's a burger bar. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say any specifics because I don't really want to out the person. Right. Uh, and invite. Anything onto myself, right? Um, but I will tell the story regardless. It's my story. Uh, so it was way out in one of the suburbs of Chicago. It was like an hour drive from here, hmm. and that is quite the commute. Yeah, I mean, it would have been an hour in each direction. And I, I told the guy, you know, when I I applied, he got back to me, and we had a conversation. And I told him up front, I was like, "Look, I'm not, I'm not willing anymore." To give up my entire life for somebody else's business, right? I you know. I was like, I don't want to work sixty hours a week. You know, I don't want to work seven days a week. Hmm. You know, I don't want to work all the time, every night, never have anything going on. Hmm. I'm just unwilling to do that anymore, hmm. and I find that to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, listen, if if you need to compensate me differently because of that, that's fine too. 
I enjoy the process of opening restaurants. I enjoy the process of coming up with menus. I was like, but I'm going to be upfront with you. I don't want to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, plus a one hour commute every day on top of that. Right. You know, six to seven days a week. And so the guy was like, you know, well, we are looking for a head chef position. So you would have to work six days a week, minimum 60 hours, blah, blah, blah. You know, you'd have to do a lot of the prep yourself. You'd have to, I'm like, I hear all that. Right. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So if you feel as though it would be a waste of time to continue this dialogue, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. I was like, I, I've worked in a lot of places. I have a passion for burgers specifically. Mm-hmm. I've written a lot of menus. I've come up with a lot of specials. I can provide you with assets if you'd like them. If you don't want what I'm offering, you don't have to participate in it. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. And it, it was all pretty cordial. Nice. Um, and he was like, well, let me, let me keep looking and let me think about some things and then we'll kind of go from there. That's how a negotiation should go. I agree. <laughs> it felt pretty okay, honestly. Yeah. So about a week passed and then you know, eventually he got back to me and he was like, well, I understand where you're at. But I want to get things rolling. I was like, he was like, would you be willing to come on board for three to four months, do the menu, do the order guide, do most of the setup, and then eventually, you know, after you hire staff and everything, get everyone trained, we can transition you out. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I can absolutely do that. That's no problem. So he was like, okay, fine. So, you know, we kind of came up with a game plan of how we go about doing things what my role would be and he was like I still would expect you know 60 70 hours out of you for those three months mm-hmm. like that's fine okay. because there's an end point right like make sure there's a hard end point right yeah. I told him I was like you know come March yeah I'm gonna be leaving yeah one way or another it doesn't yeah. matter if, if you found somebody or not yeah I'm gone yeah because I don't I don't choose to do this yeah. anymore right uh, I don't choose to give up my entire life for somebody else's goals yeah. anymore. Right. Um, and again, nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. If that's what you choose to do. Right. But so, you have your own goals that you're trying right. to achieve. Yeah. And you know, do those goals take up eighty hours a week? Not right now. No. Uh, yeah. But eventually they might. Yeah. So I want to focus on that. Yeah. So. I went through the entire process of writing an order guide, uh, you know, writing recipes for this guy, writing a whole menu. Like, I went online and looked up, like, train slang and just kind of, like, picked out different, like, slang terms I thought sounded like maybe, the, like, blue ribbon. Sure. Means something. I don't care, but I was like, right. okay, blue cheese. There you go. Great. Right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, come up with stuff like that. I understand. Or uh, there was, like, a double double cross or something like that I don't know and I was like okay you know, just, all these different things were coming into my head I was like uh-huh. okay that's funky and different like mm-hmm. just kind of having visions of what I wanted yeah so I did all of that for him and then we had a phone call that went pretty okay we were talking about you know he was like well we gotta push the opening back a little bit so that might you know that might delay when you start being on salary and I was like okay that's when I started getting a red flag mm-hmm. because for the for the menu and the order guide and all that stuff, the the office work I was doing, I guess. Yeah. He was willing to pay me six hundred and fifty dollars. Uh-huh. That's lower than I would ask for. Right. Uh, typically, I would ask for about 
I mean, two two grand a month would mm-hmm. probably be pretty fair, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's already starting from a lower point, but right. I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. I kind of need a little bit of money. Right. You know, I'm willing. To, this, you know, not my first time doing this, but I it's, I've been out of the opening a restaurant game for a minute. So I was right. like, whatever. Like I'm not. I just don't care that much about haggling for money. Right. I was like, is that enough to get me by? Okay, great. That's all I need. Right. So. He said that the opening date would be getting pushed back a little bit. Right. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I really want to wait an extra month right. to start getting full-time pay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of need to start making some money soon, like, yeah. really, like, consistently. Um, and he's like, well, you know, as soon as you send me the uh, the menu and the order guide and all that, I'll, you know, I'll pay you. So I was like, okay, well, it's all done. Mm-hmm. So I sent over the menu. Right. With attached to it, I said, you know, I'll send you the order guide and stuff once you approve this mm. menu. Right. Which was a, not a lie, but a, a half-truth. Right. I didn't feel like he was going to pay me. Right. So I sent him over the menu. Yep. And he doesn't respond for about a week. So finally, I call him. Yep. And he's all chipper and happy and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Then we start kind of talking about finances a little bit. He's yep. like, well, you never sent me that menu. I'm like, well, I'm on my phone. I'll check yeah. my email right now. Oh, look at that. It's right there. Yeah. I was like, well, here's this. I'll, I'll resend it to you right now. Yeah. So there's no way you can't see it. Right. So he gets it. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of going through it. He's like, oh, this is all really cool, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I was like, yeah, I'll send you the rest of the stuff. You know, basically what you pay me, I'll send you the rest of the stuff. Yeah. He was like, yeah, um, I don't really know if... A one-page document's worth six hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, I was like, "You're right. It's not. I have the order guide, uh, all of the recipes for this shit. Right. It's all ready to go right here. Mm. And I'll I'll send all that to you. And I'll even like do the ordering in GFS. Right. Uh, he was like, "Well, we kind of talked about you putting on ad for some employees. And I'm like, "Yes, we did talk about that." Yeah. And to post an ad on Craigslist would cost $45. Uh-huh. Now, you have not paid me for the work I've already done. Right. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. What is to, what's to lead me to believe yeah. that you will pay me back this $45? Right. Like, I'm not going to use my own money to post this ad. Right. Like, Venmo me the $45 right now and I'll post a fucking ad for you. Yeah. And I was like, clearly I'm delivering products to you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well... I just feel like that that might have been a bit of a steep, steep price to to pay for. This doesn't really seem like a lot of work. And I said to him, "Then why didn't you do it?" Yeah. And he said, "Well, because that's not my area of expertise." Right. To which I said, "You're right. It's an, it's my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. I want to be compensated for the work I'm doing in my area of expertise." Right. And he was like, "Well." What what restaurant do you think you could go get a job at where they would just start paying you right away? I was like, all of them. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's down the street would start paying me. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, I just don't really feel like you're committed to this position. And I need someone who's committed to being here. And I was like, I told you from the get-go, I don't uh, want to work no fucking 80-hour weeks. Right. And I was like, I'll do it for a short period of time. Yeah. And I'm going to do it for money. Fuck right. you, pay me. Yeah. And so he was like, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you send me over the order guide and you post the ad and stuff, then we can negotiate how much money you're going to be making until you reopen. I'm like, no, no, no. 
I was like, okay, if you if you feel as though I'm not committed to this, mm-hmm. then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I've, I've delivered to you what you asked for, mm-hmm. and you're not paying me in return. Right. And then now you want to negotiate the price? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so he was like, well, you know, I think maybe this is where we part ways. I just don't, I just don't feel like you're really uh, the go-getter you claim to be. <laughs> And I was like, well, you can go get yourself a new chef then. That's fine. Right. And I was like, listen, wow. man, like, I don't want, I was like, I don't need this to be a negative conversation. Yeah. It's just a, a difference of opinions. Yep. Like, I'm glad I didn't give you all the shit you asked for. Yeah, because exactly. Because then you would have just had all that work done for free. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, you know, you got a month. The opening's being pushed back. I really do wish you the best. Right. I was like, if you need something, advice mm-hmm. or something like that or, or help. I was like, I'm willing to offer my services for compensation. Right. And I was like, but without compensation, I, I don't think we should continue working together. Right. Exactly. And he got just, he was just so pissy and so fucking childish about everything. And I was like, all right, man, this is a fine call to make. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to right, fucking well. have no hour long. <laughs> have commute. a nice day. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you need me a little bit more than I need you right now. Right. You're. You've already begun construction on this restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like cause you an issue. Mm. I'm just trying to get paid for the work I've done. Right. If you won't pay me now, what makes me? What happens if all of a sudden, all oh, the business isn't doing very well? Right. Well, we're not gonna keep you on salary anymore. Yeah. Like okay, well, <laughs> you're, gonna yeah, have, you're no. gonna have a hard time keeping employees. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, nobody wants to work. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, but I, yeah. honestly, I had high hopes for that that position that you were going to get. Yeah. I, I was really hoping that was going to go a lot better. I mean, I'm not mad about it because it was just a cool thing, cool yeah, opportunity. Yeah. I still got to, I still got the fun out of it. That's true. I still got to, you know, design the menu and all that stuff. It was all my ideas. It was fun to flex my brain in that way. Right. I would have liked to see some of the finished product, though. I mean, we still can, we can still throw that together one of these. I guess days. that's true. I guess that's true. Right. I yeah. Mean, I'm down for whatever burger you came up with. I had some good ones on there. Can I ask you a quick question Please before do. we before we segue? Mm-hmm. Um. Why why is it that you like making the burger so much? Why isn't it not like pasta or salad or Sure. Uh so I like a variety in my mouth. I okay, again, that's why I brought up this examples of pasta and salad. Sure. Um a burger can kind of be anything. And I know pasta and salad have some amount of can be anything. Mm-hmm. Um but a burger is just a perfect... So, my philosophy is this. Mm-hmm. The sandwich is the perfect food. You've got, you've got your carbs. You've got your protein. You've got your fats. You've got vegetables on there. You've got fruits in there. If you ever throw a tomato on there and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, dairy can be on there with cheese. You're basically covering all the food groups. I'm not... This can turn into a huge debate, but yep. I won't say why I think... The same is true for both pasta and salad. Sure. Uh-huh. But, but, it's a, continue. but it's a perfectly portable, one-handed thing okay. that you can just walk around with. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> and just nom on it, right? I mean, if you make noodles as soft as I do, you can drink them. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Why not just drink a cup of hot broth then? I mean, Why yeah. don't you like to make a broth, Frosty? <laughs> so a burger is a sandwich that's better. Sure. I just, I've always liked burgers. Some of my most favorite memories, mm-hmm. eating wise, are of burgers. 
Yeah. Like up north in my cabin in Michigan, uh, there was a place we used to go to called the Damn Sight Inn. And they had a big ass burger. We used to call ahead like 45 minutes because it's this big ass fucking burger. It's called the Damn Good Burger. Mm-hmm. It was the shit. It wasn't, there was nothing special about it. There wasn't like Wagyu beef and fucking, you know. I was going to ask you if it was pork belly. Beef. No, it was just fucking some bar up in fucking northern Michigan. Those are good places. Yeah, man. Like, not necessarily northern Michigan, but like the, it's just some place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, burgers, like, I just, I don't crave a lot of foods very often. Mm-hmm. I like sandwiches. I like donuts. Pizza? I occasionally want some pizza, but that's usually when I'm just real hungry. Yeah, that's fair. Uh,. But a burger, I just have a special place in my heart for a burger, you know? Like, it's it's arguably a, one of the more American foods. Sure. Uh, you know, it's just got our DNA all over it. You can do a lot of different shit with it. You really can. Uh, and a good one is just, you know, the one that I invented for the bar. Yeah. That's... Still probably my favorite burger of all time. It is a damn good burger. Like, you know, it's it's the it's the two smashed patties, you know, a little bit of fucking cheese. So when I do a burger for myself or for people I'm trying to impress, uh I take the lettuce, tomato, and onions and I chop them up and make a relish out of them. Hmm. Because there's nothing worse than having a burger where you take one bite and all of a sudden it's like Maybe like a teaspoon of meat and then an entire slice of onion and an entire slice of tomato. (laughs) Yep. And now the rest of the burger's lacking those ingredients. Or you have to put it back together, which is a pain. (laughs) I hate that. I want everything in every bite. That's why I chop up the bacon, too. Mm -hmm. Because I just want a little bit of everything throughout the whole burger. Depending on what kind of bacon it is, though, you can get away with actually biting through it most of the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Again, I don't need to know that I have a piece of bacon in my mouth. Mm -hmm. I want... I don't want the burger to taste like any one ingredient predominantly. Right. I want the burger to taste like a burger mm-hmm. and like a perfect, wonderful burger. The only thing I would change with your burger is I'd like a bigger piece of meat. Yeah, I would do more meat and a cheese blend. Sure. Like like shredded cheese on top or yeah. like a cheese sauce? No, no, shredded cheese on top okay. to melt a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would probably do cheddar, uh, pepper jack, and smoked gouda. Mm. That'd be a good combo on that burger. Mm. And it just melt all real nice, a little bit of spicy, a little bit of smoky. Again, a burger can cover kind of all the flavor places too. You know, you got sweet, salty, savory, umami. I was gonna say, I don't know if I've had a sweet burger. I think you've made me one. I've definitely made you a sweet burger. I feel like it, yeah. But even then, like you know, some caramelized onions add a little sweetness to something. Yeah, some like barbecue the right sauce. sauce. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you do a burger right, you can just hit everything, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a beautiful concoction. That makes sense. That makes uh. Sense. One of these, I think this year I want to try to take a trip. I think out in Pennsylvania or something like that is the home of the original burger. Oh, yeah? And they serve it on, like, slices of white bread and shit like that. Like, I mean, I'm from the ghetto, so I've yeah, yeah, yeah. that way, too. <laughs> Hamburg buns are expensive shit. <laughs> right? I've eaten on leftover hot dog buns, so. I mean, you make it work. <laughs> you make it work, right. You make it work. Mm-hmm. You can make a good grilled cheese if you take a, uh, a hot dog bun, cut it in half. Uh, and then smush the, the bread down into slices. Yeah. Just because it, it's kind of got that brioche thing going on. Sure. Like it's puffier, it's different. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty I'm, good. I'm done with that. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, back to the, the topic of the day. How folks don't want to work. How nobody wants to I mean, you see it all You see it all over the place. Yeah. You see help wanted signs all the time. Right. Here's an interesting thing I learned the other day. Now... 
I'm not a smart person when it comes to math <laughs> and numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did check this on a couple different sites, so I believe it to be pretty much true. Okay. Uh, unemployment's at 3% right now. Wait, what? It's pretty low, is what I'm saying. Right. And yet, you still see all of these service industry places, mm-hmm. restaurants, grocery stores, bars, with help wanted signs. Isn't that odd that most of the population is working, but there's a uniform consistency to what places are hiring? Right. Isn't that interesting? Like... They're specifically being avoided. Right. Yeah. I wonder why. Because no one wants to work in the service industry. Right. <laughs> Correct. Ding, Correct. ding, ding. <laughs> and I think... Cherry... Why did I win, Johnny? Yeah. No. Man, you win. <laughs> you win an Xbox. Man, goddamn prison. <laughs> yes, Cherry. I think she made a good point. Uh-huh. I mean, the so... Obviously, it's well known that servers make below minimum wage. Right. That's why they work for tips. Right. Right. Which makes no sense. Sure. Because if everyone's already willing to pay more money, why not just eliminate tipping, raise the prices? Mm -hmm. You're basically paying the same amount, but now the servers make consistent money. I mean, the servers would hate that. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some nights they walk out with a hundred bucks, some nights they walk out with fucking one grand. That's very true. And that irritates me so much with that being said i can't do their job no i <laughs> i've been a server mm-hmm. i don't and look, look listen we're going to continue to talk a lot of shit about the front of house on this podcast <laughs> the same way that when the the front of house goes out for drinks after work they're talking shit about the back of house right it's, yep. it's tale as old as time mm-hmm. uh it's a very love-hate relationship between the servers and the cooks it really is and I get it. I but totally there's, there's love it. in there, though. There is love in there. Yeah. You have to be all on the same team. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who, who are in the restaurant industry today, especially, mm. do genuinely love it. Yeah. They most love of the time. what they do. Yeah. We know plenty of servers who want to interact with the customers. Yeah. They love what they're doing. Right. They have the best of times. And I, I'm not good at it. No. I'm a little too honest, <laughs> I'm a little too direct. I don't. I just don't like dealing with people. I I I enjoy dealing with people, but like I'm a sadist about it. <laughs> sure, like, you need to go to one of those like the servers can insult you. Right. Prices. Yeah. I yeah. I function very well there, <laughs> uh, but that's why they keep me locked in the kitchen most right. of the time. Yeah. Keep the uh, pirates in the back. Exactly. That way we can just you know we can vent all our frustrations. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Right, because you can't hear anything under those hoods. God, no, you can barely hear each other. <laughs> yeah, That's I love why it when so the, much yelling. I love it when the when the, a server comes back to say something about the the ticket or the meal or whatever, mm. and all you can hear is just "Hey guys," <laughs> like, what? what? Like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't, what? Mm. If it's a compliment, please don't fucking tell me. Right, I couldn't yeah, give a fuck less. Yeah, I'm glad they're happy. That's are enough. they giving me money? No, I don't care. Right. <laughs> Unless that compliment comes with a fucking twenty dollar tip, right? Not for the server. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then I don't give a shit. Oh, um, they get so angry when we get tipped most of the time. Oh god, yeah. Like they, like they're losing their tip. Right, exactly. And I'm, whoever's tipping us is tipping them hundred percent better. I guarantee. Right. Yeah, exactly. We actually got a tip. Then, right. Wow. I wonder what you got. Right. <laughs> you, really, this drunk old white man's not going to tip you 
cute young server. I got 20 bucks from a joke on white man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like the other day. Right. No, see, that's the thing about being the cooks. That's yeah. the one thing we have is that we're low lives. <laughs> it's true. Like, you know, you know that fucking puffy faced, white haired, blue button down shirt be wearing ass, old drunk man coming back to the kitchen. Like, giving us a tip or whatever mm-hmm. with watery eyes because he's so hammered. <laughs> yeah. You know he goes back to his wife and says, oh, honey, I just interacted with street urchins. <laughs> that children's movie, Aladdin. Oh, my goodness. Aladdin. Jesus. I just helped some homeless people. <laughs> I did a good deed today, honey. Like, you know that he feels he, like he feels some, like he made a difference. Some of them, sure. Like, he goes sure. back and like, that's a lot of money to them. <laughs> Which is not is. wrong. You're not wrong. You're Unfortunately, not wrong. he's not wrong. <laughs> but but there's there are people like um, I think his name is Bobby. I I can't remember. Sure, he comes back there. He's very genuine. And like, thank you, boys. I did a great job. Enjoyed my meal. Oh show. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, like there there are there are twenty percent good customers. That's high. Well. I think that, you know, like a lot of the regulars, a lot of, you know, sure, a lot sure. of consistent people, I'd say the average person on an average day wants to go out and like just be a normal person, like sure. have a meal, yeah. be cool, fucking leave quietly. When I say 20% is a lot of people, I mean, there's also like the neutral people yeah. that, you know, to come eat food, pay an average tip and then just leave. I'm going to put them in the good people. <laughs> Sure, then I'll give it like 30. Basically, maybe 40. If you leave without us remembering you, that's good. Yeah. You're a good customer. Right. Right. If you if you are mentioned in any capacity, you're a fucking dick. Not always. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say probably always. <laughs> I, I'll give it like 80. Yes, that's Fair. those are the ones that we tend to mention, but yep. occasionally you'd be like, "Oh my god, did just gave me, you know, this much for a tip or they were so nice about this that and the other." Sure. Yeah, or they like they go out of their way to interact with you to make sure you're having a good time type yeah, as well. But those that's a fine line. That's a tightrope to walk. Sure. Like I don't I don't I wanna have two minutes of a good time with a customer. Right. And yes. then go the fuck about my business. Yes, I understand. I don't want to be walking to the bathroom, have my two minutes, go to the bathroom, come back, and you're like, Hey, you're my family. <laughs> it's like, nah, oh. Yeah. I'm not really in the mood for that, and I have shit to do, and I'm greasy, and in, I'm dirty. Right, and I'm trying to go to the bathroom. And <laughs> also, usually... sir, 80% of the customers are dicks. <laughs> okay, okay. Speaking of dick customers, just as a cook, personal pet peeve, maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't. Mm. Stop fucking ordering only flats when you get winged. <laughs> Unless you're at a place that specializes specifically in only fucking wings. Okay? Because sometimes that shit's fucking pre-measured. Yeah, you have it's equal amounts of everything. Yeah. And you have to dig around. And then now you have just a fucking... Or it's not pre-prepped. And like 17 people order only fucking flats. Yeah. Now you only have drums. Yeah. And everyone's pissed off about that. <laughs> How about you just accept what the fuck you're given... I'm going to open a restaurant. I'm going to open a restaurant called Just Only Fucking Flats. flats. <laughs> just Fucking Flats. Just Fucking Flats, dickweeds. Enjoy. That's going to be $20 a wing. <laughs> but our sauces will be delicious. It's worth the sauce. Can't have them too big either. God, I don't understand that. Yeah. Or, at or, all. or <laughs> can you fry them hard, please? What the fuck? 
Can you make my wings dry and un- unedible? Oh, I'd love that. That'd be great. It's the same people that order well done. I, it is. Yeah. Makes no sense. No. I don't. So, this is one of the reasons that people don't want to work. <laughs> this. Yeah. And it, again, it, it, it's consistent in grocery stores. Any yeah. any customer service based job. They're the ones who are hiring, and they all have just uniform fucking problems. That's it's really. Now I'm really thinking about it. That's it's super sad. Because that means, to me, it kind of feels like us as a societal customer are pretty shit. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, I've said it before. I'm pretty sure on the podcast, everyone should be required to do two years of service industry service, like the military. Yeah. That should be a requirement, 18 to 20. Mm -hmm. You're not studying fucking college anyway. Right. You're going there to fucking get drunk and fuck. You can do that in a restaurant, I promise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one of the few perks about working in a restaurant. And you'll you'll learn stuff. I mean, yeah, you'll learn you, a lot. If if you are a creative person, or you like food, or you're into science, or math, or math, or botany, or whatever, like this, right. or you know, anatomy. Mm-hmm. All these, there's, there's so many facets of the restaurant industry. Statistics. Yeah. I mean, like you, you know, shit, psychology. Yeah. Sociology, really? Sociology, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, you, you meet so many interesting people. Mm-hmm. It's a fun place when it's a fun place. Yeah. And you get addicted to the adrenaline. Yeah. You know, I mean, as much as you might hate it, when it's rocking, when it's just fucking packed up, and but oh. you're set, mm-hmm. you're set and ready to go, and all you got to do <coughs> is just, you know, drop it, move it. Cook it, boom, yeah. it's out the door. Right. When you're you not running out. Yeah. With everybody. And you don't have to talk. You just dance around each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like ballet. You don't even have to communicate anymore. Uh, I used to call that controlled chaos when I worked at uh, Old Peninsula. When I started getting to the groove there, yep. over there working the fryers, like I'd come in and we'd be rocking, right? Yeah. Just be rocking. I'm like, all right, take out, get, be set and ready. Got my drink or whatever I need to. I'm like, what do I need? Yep. They'll give me the list and I start busting it up. Yep. And we just start going. And then the next thing you know, like four or five hours just went by. Exactly. It's like playing football. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so, that is genuinely, so good. it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Especially like when you, me, and Johnny were all working together mm-hmm. and we're just literally just all in sync with each other, 100%. You know, just saying like short answers, but yep. in a cool way. You know, like fucking <laughs> cool fries, one minute, got it, heard, set, this, yeah, boom, this go. <laughs> it's, you don't even think about it. No, you really don't. You really don't. Which, I admit, becomes a problem for me because I get very... I'm not I'm not doing the ticket. Mm-hmm. The ticket is done. I've got to finish plating it, mm-hmm. but I'm four tickets ahead. Right. And I know exactly where everything's at. Right. In terms of this is cooked this far, this is that. These will come up together. Yeah. I'm glancing over at you. Okay, that's dragging a little bit. Push this back. Okay, we'll get this one out of here first. You know, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So when somebody who's not familiar with the kitchen, let's say a front of house manager, sure, or a bartender, perhaps, sure, when they come in, or even a less experienced cook, yeah, when they come in and say something that doesn't quite match the reality I have backtracked in my head, right, I, I stop a hundred percent. It it slows it. <laughs> it's really like someone threw something into a gear, right? Into like like clockwork gears. That actually happened to me today. I was we were doing. An order of wings. It was ten yeah. wings. Yeah. And underneath it said half uh, spicy, like plum sauce, mm-hmm. and half Nashville rub or whatever. Right. Nashville sauce. Yeah. And 
so the cashier came over to me and said, "Hey, they want they want those together. It's not two orders. They just mm-hmm. want like the sauces mixed." I was like, "Oh, okay, got it." Like they just wanted the Nashville and the spicy plum sauce mixed together. Okay. Instead of two separate half orders. I understand. And I was like, "Yeah, got it. Right. I'll just, cool. I'll just mix these together in the bowl." Mm-hmm. He was like, "No, no, no. They want half and half." I was okay. like, wait. What do you mean? Hold on a second. Because in my head, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've already completed that ticket. Yeah. Once once I understood what he needed, yeah. that ticket's done. My body's doing the motions. Mm. And I'm thinking about setting the next three things because I'm on expo. Sure. So I've got to – everything's got to be coordinated. Yeah. Uh, she's like, no, no, no. They're half and half. And I'm just – Yeah. <laughs> my brain is done. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Yeah. Half and half. And I was like, so they want two separate orders is what you're saying? Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. The one, the, the Nashville sauce is too spicy, so he wants to add some sweetness to it to make it less spicy. I'm like, right, so he wants these mixed together. No, he wants them half and half. I don't I was like, I what understand. the fuck are you saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so eventually one of the other cooks came over mm-hmm. and he was like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Uh-huh. And he was like... He, he went through the whole process again. Yeah. And the other cook just kind of like threw the ticket at me. He's like, he wants fucking mixed together. Okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And when the, when the cashier walked away, I was like, we both gave each other a look. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, right. Are yeah. you, are That's... you a stupid person? Like, I'm not mad if you are. I know now to not understand, like not right. take what you say seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, man, Okay. And so I, I took him aside later. I was like, hey, man, like, how can we communicate better? Yeah. Like, how can we, like, I'm not the most clear person all the time. Right. Maybe I'm not saying things correctly. How can we function better? better? Yeah. Like, what do you mean when you now say this? And he was like, well, what if we put in a button that said mix the sauces? I was like, why don't you just say mix, mix the, the sauces? sauces? Yeah. He was like, I don't understand. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to not rely on you yeah. for information. But that's when you have to say, um, it's like, okay, so you want me to put half of this sauce and half of this sauce in this bowl and mix all the wings in it. Yes. See, <laughs> this is why we work well together. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> right. No, I was going to say, I know I've done this um, this translation game oh, yeah, yeah. plenty of times. <laughs> I remember the one that where. The owner came to us and he was he wanted something and I, I remember no, oh, he, was, you know, he was trying to he was trying to expo yeah he was throwing start throwing numbers at us yeah that one started to mess me up I like, was like you're so off dude <laughs> didn't what would you say it was like something along the lines of I know you're trying to help but you're fucking us up yeah <laughs> can you just please stop because you keep changing the number right if you glance at the tickets and tell me hey you got seven fries you got three burgers two chicken beaters. Yeah, that's yeah, helpful. Got it. When you start reading the ticket out loud, yeah. all right, this one has one fry, no, two fries, three fries, two, three fries, uh, two fries. Uh, <laughs> start count. All right, I've got this many chickens. One, two, three, four, five. It's like shut up, shut yeah, up. Like, no, quit. Everything about <laughs> what you're the doing numbers. is horrible, <laughs> dude. That that shit's been addressed, right? Like you uh, gotta just check that we are correct. Though I, I'm, I'm gonna straight put her out here. Ella is a great expo. Well, because she's got kitchen experience. It's true. She does. She does. I think everyone should have, you know, a Yankee swap or something where it's like, <laughs> cooks out front, servers in back. <sighs> now let's see how much y'all want to bitch. I mean, sure. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, buddy. It wouldn't be hard for us. Service wouldn't happen. <laughs> 
I, I admit nobody's getting their drinks, <laughs> but ain't nobody getting their food. <laughs> I don't. I I would say I would be down for something like that yep. if it was like a an event for like a bunch of friends and stuff. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, people we know, all that stuff is going to be like a day thing. But see, we got we got to have got to have a secret shopper. I want to throw everyone a curveball in the back. Sure, sure. Like you got to you got to mod the fuck out of a ticket the way they mod the fuck out of a ticket for us. I mean, I'll take I'll take the garden burger with a side salad and the pea soup. Nothing green though. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that exact ticket. Like not that exact, that exact ticket, ticket, but you but know, yeah. heavily green items with nothing green, green on it. Yeah, but I don't want any of these things. I'm like, why? I want the nacho platter with nothing green and nothing red. I hate Christmas. <laughs> I, I there's there's one person that wants like a deconstructed like the de- deconstructed nachos. Surprisingly enough, nachos without cheese is annoying to do. Oh right? yeah, I hate nachos that. No, the quesadilla without cheese. Oh well, yeah, because it's stupid. Although I, I'll do it for that one lady because that's the only lady that comes. Yeah, for it. yeah. I'm fine she's with nice. her. She's, she's actually nice. really cool. Yeah. You ever talked to her? No. She's no. pretty pleasant. Yeah. She she kind of reminds me of Granny in the sense that like. It seems that way to me, too. Yeah, like, she yeah. doesn't give a fuck about what she's saying. <laughs> no. And it's pretty... But okay. she's a happy, nice person. Yeah, no, yeah. she's not... Nothing she's going to say is bad. Right. It's just... Just she off doesn't, the cuff. She's not going to filter it. Yes, no. <laughs> the first thought that comes into her head. When like when she hit on Bruni. Yeah. Says, I'm like, Grandma, no. <laughs> you can't say that. Ah, you good looking, though. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, Granny, I've been over here a bunch. What's up? <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that make the restaurant world really fun. I honestly like the people, not only yeah. the, the the regulars, but like the staff you work with. Yeah. Again, it's always a, it's always a group of misfits. It's always a fucking wonderland. Right. And that's great because they, there's no judgment. There's mm-hmm. no. There's always going to be tension. There's always going to be always. conflicts. It's a stressful job. Yeah. And you know. Y'all kind of understand, well, when it works, y'all yeah. understand you're in battle together. Yeah. Like, someone might say some shit, you let mm-hmm. it roll off. You're All supposed of it. to. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> supposed to. I've, I've always said, um, whenever I like, left a job or left a job and came back or something like that, because um, I think I've, no, I've had a couple of factory jobs, but in like my restaurant businesses, you know, my food service, um, like, yeah, I, like, oh, don't you miss working here? I'm like, I miss the people. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't miss the job so much, but I miss hanging out with you guys. That's usually how I feel. See, that's that's kind of the golden ticket to success, in my opinion. Hmm. I've always said the best restaurants feel like they're having a party that you weren't invited to, but everyone's really happy you showed up. Right. And you know, every time you think about like the fun times in the restaurant, that's what you miss. Yeah, you miss the times. Yeah, you know, even when shit was bad. Right. You go out after work. Right. You know, even if it's a it's a slow day, mm-hmm. y'all fucking find a way to entertain each other. Yeah. All the shit you got to make for each other, like all the just yeah. experiences, the battles, the hardships you share with each other. Mm-hmm. That's all really fun, and that is one of the big reasons people do go back to work. Yeah. In that industry. Yeah. Now. But it's getting filtered out now. I mean, it is getting filtered out now. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is if you couple those good times with a relatively low-key atmosphere, mm-hmm. like, basically, provide your staff with the atmosphere you want your customers to have. Yeah. 
then people will stay there. People will work with you. People mm-hmm. will keep coming back, and they'll right. be excited to go into work. Excited to ask somebody if they want a job here. Right. Like, mm-hmm. they'll they'll encourage their friends to come work for right. them. Yeah. They you encourage know. customers. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it just... That's the true trickle-down effect, if yeah. there ever was one. If, if the entire staff is having a good time, mm-hmm. and they're not worried they're going to get fired over some stupid shit, right. or bitched out, yeah. or... You know, made to do some really annoying things, or harassed, or harassed, or you know, treated bad, or allowed to be harassed, or right. or you know, treated badly in any capacity, or feel like they're being exploited, or mm-hmm. or they're constantly worried about, you know, hey, where's my next meal come from? That's not in this building. Right. Thank God I can steal food from here. Right. A handful of fries and a half a bite of sandwich. Yeah. That we're all splitting amongst us because we can't afford fucking shit. I've been mostly eating it from work right now. I'm pretty much <laughs> exclusively eating at work right now. Right. I mean, occasionally I'll have something, but mm-hmm. most of the time it's like, yeah, what can I get away with? Just yeah. Which that that chicken I made that I was telling you about, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, that's good. good. I had um, the Italian seasoning. Um, you were there when we got the Frank's Red Hot, right? Yeah. That I put some of that in there. Uh, the garlic seasoning that and paprika. Pretty, that sounds pretty good. Chopped up some chicken, uh, threw it in the pan, a little butter. Threw that in there. Uh, heated up some frozen veggies. Threw those in there. I hate peas, and the reason I hate peas is because they're like chicken breasts. They, they, they're just dry after a while. Like you get a handful of peas. I've always had dry peas. I'm gonna make you some peas. Yes, please, please make me some good peas. I love peas. Please make me some good peas. Um, with that, with that being said, I would like to ask you this question. Yeah. Um, do you think somebody could have salmonella and not know it because? I, this chicken <laughs> that I ate, yeah, um, like I bit into a piece of like mm, that that may have not been cooked all the way. Ah, yep, yep. And I know I've tr- I try to cook my chicken on the borderline, yeah, because it's nice and juicy then, right? But you know, and I'm if I feel like a piece might be kind of raw, I'm still probably gonna eat it. Eat it. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you don't buy organic, no, right? I mean, that chicken to me is just so fake anyway. There's so much shit pumped into the hormones and fucking sure. all sorts of things. Now, would I recommend leaving it on your counter for a week and then eating right. it? No. Completely wrong? No, 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 of course not. <laughs> but, you know, you're a cook. Yeah. So you tend to overheat your pans at home. Sure. All cooks do. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone's off a smoke detector at home. <laughs> yes. I rip that shit off the wall the first day I move in. Yep. <laughs> everything I cook is going to set that motherfucker off. Um, so you have a hot pan. Yeah, you're cooking it for long enough to not only add sauce but also vegetables. Yeah, I mean, unless you bit into it, and it's like medium rare. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Uh, you know, chicken's only got to come to 145, and even then, it doesn't look 100 percent cooked all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why people send it back. Right, it's like this is cooked properly. It's yeah. just you think it's raw yeah, because you're exactly. so used to dry fucking chicken right uh, so yeah I wouldn't worry too much about it hmm. can somebody have salmonella and not know it uh, I mean sure sure uh, there are people in the world who can't feel pain at all I guess it's true yeah. uh, I mean you could definitely I wonder how bad salmonella is let's not find out <laughs> I, I understand next week's I... episode Kwanzaa's in the hospital with salmonella Here's a fun food fact for you. Salmonella sucks. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> right, do this one in the bathroom at the hospital because Kwanzaa's 
in some pain right now. The chicken was bad, boys. Yeah. The chicken was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are good times. Those yeah, are good times at the workplace. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, again, I'm still in the restaurant industry because I like it. Right. I, I mean, I grew up with it. I'm. I like to think I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm still here. Not necessarily. I don't like it as much as you do, but I am good at it, and I do enjoy it to a point. Obviously, I don't hate it too much. I mean, obviously, it's got its hardships. Yeah, but, any job does. Yeah, I mean, any job does, and like, I'd much rather work in a restaurant than a fucking like desk desk job. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Never tried it. I don't like sitting at a desk for very long and it's focusing fair. on one thing. Yeah. I like a variety. I like, I mean, again, you and I are creative people. Yeah. We, you know, we've ventured into other, like, artistic and creative places. Yeah. <clears throat> I think this is one outlet of those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just kind of inherent in every restaurant person. Hmm. They're always kind of creative people. It's true. They're always inventive. They're always, I mean... Shit, Wild Bill, you built a whole truck out of wood. <laughs> Besides the engine right. and all the parts that required me in metal, he yeah, had a truck made out of wood. wood. Yeah, that's fair. Now the thing about it, yeah, we do have like jewelry, people that make jewelry. Yeah. She, her boyfriend's an artist, makes his own clothes. Right. Um, I know Ray, yeah, she's does sculptures most yeah. of the time, does some painting. Um, shoot, and then Liz like wants to be an event coordinator. I would say right. that's creative. Yeah, I mean, it has to be to have the vision, you know? You're kind of putting on a stage play at that point. I don't know what she does, though. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, like, all the ones who like to bartend are creative with it. They, right. they like coming up with drinks and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, when they feel like it. Right. Certainly. I mean, I like coming up with food when I feel like it. Right, exactly. Um, like, I like making... And I got talked about cooking for people. Yeah, and in and weird ways, fucking into games and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like video game design, all that. I mean, how many nerds are in a fucking kitchen? A lot there's, of them. There's a lot of them. There's a decent amount of nerds. Yeah. It's because it's all again. They're just outsiders on the fringe of things. You know, mm-hmm. like we liked anime back in the day. I'm not saying yeah. we were like hipsters about it, but we liked it before it was as right, mainstream as, as big, it is today. Yeah. It, we were nerds back before nerds became a cool right. thing. Right. I mean, we grew before, up with Sega yeah. and Super Nintendo. <laughs> Super Nintendo and stuff. The good consoles. Yeah, that's why I'm... I still... You know, with that being said, I have not played enough Galaga, though I have a Galaga machine sitting at work. Yep. I, I used to play the fuck out of Miss Pac-Man. I, uh, after I seen my dad do the, the stupid phase through the ghost trick I, oh, I yeah. can't do it and I I refuse to look it up so right no same <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that in my life no no, no. I, I like the old school like hey there's a Mortal Kombat cabinet here we have to figure out how to do this shit right. not oh let's just watch a tutorial and now I can kick anybody's ass <laughs> although some of the games are getting kind of complicated oh um one of the old games that I used to play for PlayStation yeah first person shooter game um like almost like a Doom or like a Duke Nukem type thing. Oh yeah, called PO'd. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Do you know you play as a chef? No. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Do you? I'll show you. I'll show you a picture because yeah. this is interesting enough. So just so everyone out there who's listening knows, uh, we've been kind of batting around some new ideas for 2023, and one of them is a Twitch stream mm-hmm. where Quanzi or whoever plays chef-related games, food-related games. Uh, and just kind of does that for a little while. If you have an interest in seeing that, 
Please let me know. Let's see here. P- oh my God, P.O.'d. You are a chef. You are a chef. <laughs> you got the whole outfit on. Right. I did not know that. Interesting. I, I think I was looking up like video games, food video games related or something like that. I, I don't know what brought me here. But yeah. During that time, I was like, it P.O.'d came across. Sure. Or somebody might have been talking about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I remember that game. That was a crazy, weird game. And I went and looked it up. I was like, are you a chef this whole time? Like, I was destined to be in the cooking room. Right, yeah, no <laughs> really. kidding. It was a good, I don't remember anything from the game, except for walking, walking butts that yeah. farted. Yep. Um, and the Duke Nukem type humor. Yeah. But well, I yeah. do remember it was super fun. I mean, back in the day, they didn't have anything, but. Right. You know what I mean, it's not like you'd be like, wow, this game is cinematic. Wow, this game has a rich lore. <laughs> Unless you're playing like. Final Fantasy or something. Right. Sure. And even that was a bit later. That was PlayStation. Yeah, no. Final Fantasy's been around since... Well, yeah. I mean, Nintendo, it was on the, like, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Final, I, think, I always think of Final Fantasy 7 when I think of yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, that came out in PlayStation, right? Yeah. Yeah. One. yeah. Final Fantasy 7 was on PlayStation, certainly. Yeah. Uh, so, chefs, historically, were not like... Like, they definitely... Chefs existed for people in higher statuses, hmm. but they were not a high-status job. Sure. I mean, they were historically, like, slaves or criminals. I mean, they've always been miscreants in a way. Sure. Even, I mean, like, as recently as, like, Bourdain's time, hmm. they were still, like, flunk-outs, drug addicts, ex-cons. You know, those are guys in cooking school. Really? And, you know, I mean, kitchen staff, it's like... Kitchen staff, absolutely. I'll put it this way... Anytime the, the best Italian food you've ever had in a big city was not made by an Italian kitchen. There might be one Italian guy back there and a bunch of fucking Spanish-speaking motherfuckers. It, sure. It's, that's what it's going to be. And the, the Italian guys are going to be walking around in a clean chef coat mm-hmm. with, uh, with a hat and a clipboard and the pencil in his ear. And everyone else going to be working, making his ass look real good. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, anybody who's listening, the best French food... The best Italian food, the best Mexican food, the staff's going to be pretty much Mexicans. They do cook some good food. They do cook. I mean, every every kitchen I've ever worked in has had a predominantly Hispanic staff in the kitchen. Except for this one recently. And I guess... Yeah. I mean, the bar... Yeah, I mean... The Beacon Club, but that's definitely an exception. Yeah, I mean, that's Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah. You know, I mean... There's just a different pool to draw from out there. Sure, but I mean, you're gonna get a lot more of the like the Joshes and the Drews and the Johns and the (laughs) yes, again, sure. But I also, you know, bring that back to the one black guy at a time type thing. I mean, sure, certainly. (laughs) There's a specific staff they're trying to have in there. I mean, it's whatever. It depends if you have an open kitchen or not. (laughs) Right. Even even that's just a show. I mean, we we I hate having an open kitchen, by the way. I'm destined to work in an open fucking kitchen at this point, I guess. No, I mean... Like, Every restaurant I've had in Chicago yeah. has had an open kitchen. Wow, yeah, that's true. Even the higher end places I've been at. Wow. Yeah. The Three of what I know is true. Yeah. The more... The place I did... I'm assuming you're thinking of the place that might pop up. Nope, forgot about that. And that's four, at least. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've always had an open kitchen in, in Chicago. I've never been sequestered to the back... Really? I mean, obviously in the back, at the, but... At the club, though, that's probably the only one? Yeah. Was it at the Beacon Club? Yeah. Huh. That's pretty closed off. Even then, they trotted us out every once in a while. 
<laughs> sure, yeah, Trevisanti off. Right. Whatever, but, I mean, they didn't... You, there wasn't always a view to the kitchen. Right, no, you'd have to go out of your way to see it. Yeah, there was in... At Old Peninsula. Yeah, that was always weird. Um, Just a window facing out into the street. And that was not the type of kitchen you want to show off, either. Wait, what? Old Peninsula. You talking about the seating, or... No. There was a window into the kitchen from the street. You couldn't see through it. I remember because I walked through that kitchen before. Wait. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I would knock on the window and see you. Yeah. And then you'd be like, yeah. I can't see you. <laughs> Fuck off. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. God, I, I need to re-see it. Yep. Because we didn't have that bad of a kitchen, I guess. You didn't have a bad kitchen. No. But it's not like, like there's an off-Broadway show. <laughs> And there's yeah. a Broadway show. They're both good. Uh-huh. But clearly the Broadway show was intended to be seen oh, by shit. many people. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so... I think we could see through at night. Yeah, because it was dark enough. Right. But not, not like well. You could just see shapes. I want to go back now. <laughs> I want to go back now. We'll, we'll, make a, we'll make a journey over there one of these days. This summer I intend to do a little... Do a little video about uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, yeah. uh, for the for the less tasted YouTube channel. I kind of get into my presenter voice when I'm when I'm pitching, <laughs> right? When you're pitching, <laughs> um, but I like that because it really it draws the attention. Hmm. You know, at this point, you've tuned out. So when I change <laughs> up my voice, <laughs> oh, he's doing a character. That's fun. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of just ask the question to sum up. The whole conversation. Why do you think people don't want to go back to the restaurant industry? Why do you think it's struggling as much as it is? If you're actually asking me, ask me. Um, yeah, I mean, be, be as honest as you want to be. I would say being being a service worker is definitely not for everybody. Yep. I mean, you ever get like the... The no table side or bedside manner doctors like it's yeah that sucks no no one wants to deal with that either, um, but I think a lot of people as far as the customers in sometimes are just unreasonable they can be yep. and they don't I want to say they don't see really us as like people at work most of the time yeah like when when those those unruly type of people yeah I agree with that um they. Just it's just disrespectful people, and I guess that's everywhere. Um, but it, it's it's got to be more than that. I mean, and being understaffed does not help, which is unfortunate. I think I think that's one of the bigger problems. Mm-hmm. I think you know, COVID hit the restaurant business hard, real hard. Yeah, you know, basically everywhere had to shut for a few months. Yeah, everyone left. Yeah. And then they kind of had time to figure... I mean, unless they were, like, on salary and being retained by a place. Right. They kind of had the ability to think, do I want to go back to that? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm free, and, I, and I'm being... I'm basically... I got my dream. Yeah. I'm being paid to stay at home. Right. And some people thrived in that environment. Right. And some people had the opportunity to evaluate, do I want this? Yeah. Do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was only unemployed from COVID for about six months. Yeah. And then I was right back 
working with my dad. Mm. So I didn't really have like a year mm. away. And even if I did, like in the time I had away, I started less tasted. Uh, I started doing more creative things, but they all kind of made their way back into the restaurant industry. Mm. Uh, you know, even like writing stories or doing stand-up, mm. it all found its way back. I always kind of find my way back into it. Right. I think a lot of people do, and I think for the same reasons. I think they like it. I think it's fun. They take pride in it. Um, sorry, I need a quick mm-hmm. refreshment. <laughs> oh, that's not what it is. It, it's never what the bottle says. Oh, I know. <laughs> trust me, I know well enough to like, never trust your bottle, to be honest. Yeah, like I said, it's true. I guess it's true. You would know better than most. Yeah, I would know all too well. <laughs> that, um, sorry, folks, he took a sip of my water, technically. Um, and I have it in like a 7 Eleven Gatorade ish bottle. Yeah, like off brand. Off brand stuff. It's, I think at this point, it's just water and Mio. That um, makes sense. But uh, Megan, Megan took a drink of my pop mm-hmm. without understanding what happened. Yeah, and she's like, "That's not." I was like, "Oh, that's not what that is." <laughs> like that is a what is that Sprite cranberry water mix? Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Wow, no." <laughs> like, hey, I'm okay with you take it, but you should probably ask first for your own benefit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you the, should probably ask. That's why I was used to fuck with my lighter and make it into a like oh, the, the torch, the torch lighter. <laughs> yeah. Like, always ask. Like, if someone takes my lighter, uh-huh. if someone asks for it, I'll hand yeah. it to them and be like, hey, just so you know, it's a torch. Yeah. <laughs> but if someone just, like, grabs my lighter yeah. after I get done lighting my cigarette, okay. like, I <laughs> Like, whoa. Hey, hey, man, why don't you tell me? Why didn't you ask me? Right. I why didn't you ask me for it? There would have been plenty of information for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, back to passions. But, yeah, like, I, I think anyone who's still in the restaurant industry today is there because they are choosing to be. For the most part. For the most part. I mean, there's always going to be people in, in hard situations that just need whatever. Right. But I think, again, a lot of people have the opportunity to decide, do I want this? Do mm-hmm. I want to go back to this? Mm-hmm. Marijuana becoming more accessible and legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, a lot of people went into that field. Right, which is still technically a service place. Yeah. yeah. It's just everyone's going to be a little bit more chill for some reason. <laughs> right. Can't imagine why that might be. Um, and honestly, so yeah, I think you made a good point with mm-hmm. understaffing. Mm-hmm. I mean, when a lot of people didn't come back, the restaurant owners needed to make money because they lost two years of profit, basically. Right. I mean, they're still not recovering 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want to do the same volume, the same size menu, the, si- the same amount of prep with fewer people. Yeah, no. And then that's just going to make more and more people leave and not want to do that anymore and then also with covid Mm -hmm. uh, it became a lot more popular to order in yeah and have food delivered right uber Uh, eats doordash right all that good stuff and the the owners saw that and Mm -hmm. said well okay if we can fill this place up and then do the same amount of money in online orders Mm -hmm. we're effectively Doing twice the business in yeah. half the time. Right. Still with us minimum staff. Right. <laughs> They're looking at it like, oh, we don't need to hire more people. Look at all this free money we're magically getting. <laughs> Meanwhile, the staff, mm-hmm. I mean, because like the, cook- the kitchen gets the brunt of it because nobody's, you can't really order in cocktails. Yeah. But 
the front house still has to deal with all those fucking assholes picking up the food. Right. Dealing with customers coming in. Mm-hmm. Still dealing with the tables. Right. And now having to address why shit's taking so long. Yeah. Why. Right. Like, why this isn't as good as it used mm-hmm. to be. Why does it cost more money for a fucking chicken now? <laughs> like, everything is being compounded by the fact that nobody's adapting to the fact that things are different. Yeah. Uh... Things have changed. The yeah. way people go out to eat is different. They're mm-hmm. kind of treating it more like it's a special occasion. Sure. And people are ordering in more. Mm-hmm. People are just choosing not to go out as much because they had a year and a half to learn how to cook. Right, that's true. And they realized how much money they saved. And, and there's like, stuff like Blue Apron and stuff. stuff right, HelloFresh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I mean, Amazon delivers shit right to your house. Instacart, yeah. they can pick up groceries for you. Like, right. A lot of the pain in the ass things about cooking at home mm-hmm. are kind of gone so wait, hold on are all the service industry workers just working for themselves now is that basically what's happening pretty much i mean people who left the service industry right. in my experience mm-hmm. have either you know i mean i'm kind of an example of that yeah i'm working for doordash right. on the side mm-hmm. obviously podcast and less tasted were creative interests that i want to further explore right uh <clears throat> So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, obviously, the delivery options, you know, other avenues. I mean, let's face it, who who in a restaurant doesn't fucking smoke pot right. or drink right. or do other more illicit substances, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's only a natural fit to be like, well, fuck it. Like, I can work in this pot shop. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them now. They're all over the place. Right. Why the fuck would I go back to this? Or some people took a step further. Like, you know what? I got a year. I'm going to go finish college and yeah. do this now. So hmm. w- once you get the time away to reflect on things, you kind of see it warts and all a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and you know, more and more people are just being driven away from it because the standards were bad mm-hmm. and nobody corrected it. So they've gotten worse because there's fewer staff members and... You know, people are just more greedy. I, you know, I, I will. Uh, this is gonna ruin my image as a chef on the show. Um, but I had I'd never planned to come back to the food industry. Yeah, to be honest. No, uh, I mean, it's it's tough. Hmm. It's it's kind of an it, it's kind of an abusive relationship. A bit. It beats the hell out of you physically, mentally, it's spiritually. It's a love-hate relationship, really. But then, like, you just kind of keep going back to it. Right. Again, I'm good at it. So. Right. <laughs> and there's, like like we've said before, there are a lot of rewards and good times to be had mm-hmm. in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of like Or a those, restaurant in general, I guess. Right. It can be one of those, like, uh, like trap jobs. Like, after you've worked there so long, like, you're good at doing this. Right. Thing. Yeah. What's the point know, of getting another... You kind of feel like the sheriff in, like the old sheriff in the western, like I'll come out of retirement <laughs> sure. one more time. One more, t- yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does feel like a bad relationship. <laughs> I mean, it really does. Keep going back to it. Keep going back to it. I mean, you know, in Evanston here, you know, it hurts you, but it gives you good times. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, but there have been four or five restaurants that have closed recently mm-hmm. within a twenty-minute walk of here. Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, crazy. You know, food prices are higher. Oof, yeah. You know, the minimum wage should probably, if it kept up with inflation, would be around 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Minimum wage. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's not, that's not far off from 40 grand a year. Yeah. So, you know, 
there was one of the things with the guy out in the suburbs. Hmm. You know, he was talking to me. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna pay you. You know, I'll pay you sixty grand a year. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. Yeah. But if you break it down hourly yeah. for the amount of time I'm here, yeah. it shakes out to be about twenty bucks. Hmm. You're effectively paying me what minimum wage should be. Right. Um. And you know, the service industry is one of the lowest paying jobs mm-hmm. across the board. Right. Uh. So. You know, food prices being higher, people deserve more money, they know it, mm-hmm. and they're willing to do other things to get to it, mm-hmm. and just kind of shitty, like, behaviors across the board that are, that are well known at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gordon Ramsay is a great example of that. I mean, that's the image everyone has, like the shouting, angry, banging right, the head yeah, chef. That's true. And that, that image, as an idea, has hurt me throughout my career. Yeah. Because people just kind of automatically assume that's how you're going to behave. Mm-hmm. So if you do anything, rem- like you lose your temper for a second, oh, he's just the angry chef. Right. Oh, he's always doing anything will piss him off. Uh-huh. It's really not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to go into a job unprepared. I don't like to go into service unprepared. Uh-huh. So, you know, if there's not time or staff to set up for a menu of a particular size or complexity or variety. Hmm. You just not you just don't feel ready for it, you know? Right. If you if you don't have time to really pay attention to like is this pasta cooked properly or you know, are the fryers clean? If you don't have time to address all those things, yeah. Things that start kind of snowballing. Right. Yeah. And it, it just kind of creates a negative work environment more and more. Yep. Um you know, I Let's live in a fantasy world for a second. If I could open a restaurant, you know, that was successful for whatever reason, uh, I would want to pay everyone $20 an hour. Servers, cash, everyone, mm-hmm. at least, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum, that would be the starting point. And then everybody else could be ad- adjusted, whatever. I wouldn't want anyone to work more than four days a week. And I don't give a shit if you're a manager mm-hmm. or a, a dishwasher. I don't want you to work over 50 hours, any one particular person, right. unless they want to. Right. I want everyone pretty much at 40. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't, I'd want a, a specific standard. Like, okay, I'd want cleanliness, neatness, presentation, customer experience, all those things need to be on point. But you gotta, it's like the Matrix. Hmm, sure. The problem is choice. Yeah. People want to feel like they are making a choice. And I know I'm like this. Hmm. If there's a list of things to do and none of them are a particular priority, then I want to be able to choose in what order I do them. Yeah. And I'd like to have an amount of choice in how much time it takes. Now, I'm not saying, okay, I've got three things to do. I might have that take eight hours. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, I need this. Sometime next two hours, I need this list to be done. Yeah, I think that's pretty much fair. And then, like, maybe you know, if there's a priority, hey, we're out of garlic aioli. Yeah, put a star next to that. Okay, maybe try to get to that one first. Other than that, I mean, I mean, we still implement it that way at work for the most part. Yeah, I mean, we've all. We've all had that one manager, that, that micro manager. Let's call him Mike. Uh, 
who wants things done in a particular way. Yeah. His way. Right. And no other way. Now, I like things done in a particular way. Hmm. But I like to explain why I like them done in a particular way. Because if there's context, people are a little bit more willing to fucking jump on board. But if it's just like, because I said so, it's like, well, I can't apply, I can't apply that to anything else. I don't understand why I'm doing this. So if there's a question in the order of operations, how do I address it if I don't know what goal I'm getting to? Yeah. And I especially hate when you come up with a solution for a problem. Yep. And, uh. They decide they don't like your solution in particular. Yep. But they can't give you a better one. Yep. But they just don't want you to do what you're trying to do. Right. Yeah. We can't even, we can't even <laughs> test it. It's like, no, this is not working. I'm like, well, this this is how I'm going to go forth. Yep. Um, as soon as you come up with something better, I will be happy to change the way we do things. But well, I need a solution for the time being. <laughs> my favorite thing is when you go up with an idea... Like that'll never work. That's 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 stupid garbage. What a fool you are for coming up with an idea like that. Then three months later, hey guys, <laughs> I'm Mike the manager. I just had a great idea that'll save the company oodles of time and money. It's like yeah, I'm pretty sure I right. had that idea three months ago. I remember because you laughed at my face. I guess it's a good idea now, boss. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> what do I know? We we had something similar like that happen. Recently, mm-hmm. the way that we're cooking one thing is like, why? Why do you do it that way? Because of these reasons? Like, I don't. That seems like a waste to me. So I don't want you to do that anymore. Customer got to didn't get to have it the way that we were doing it, yep. and brought the food back. He's like, start doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's like, ah, fantastic. Yeah, 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 right, right. That is beautiful. I think we know what we're doing. Pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we do this every fucking day for twelve hours. Right. Jesus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I want to have a good, uh, work environment, you know, I want to have just a comfortable place to be. I try to create those places in, in the times where I have control over that, Hmm. um, as much control as I can have. And I think there's a big push for that across the board. In in most industries, like hey, we should probably treat people like people, yeah, and give them a life, yeah, uh, and give them opportunities and whatnot. Um, I think that needs to be applied to the restaurant industry a little bit more. Like obviously, you know, we had a, a kitchen. Uh, sorry, we had a TV in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and that made it a lot more bearable to yeah, do shit with. Absolutely, I wasn't necessarily always. Like, hey, time to lean, time to clean. Right. You know the difference between ordinary and extraordinary? A little extra. That little extra. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, every once in a while, I just like, yeah, fuck it. There's, there's nobody here. There's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the mood to drag the fryers out right. and clean underneath them. Let's yeah. just fucking chill for a minute. And I, I will say, I can't work without music anymore. No, yeah. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I refuse. Like, can I put my headphones? No, can I put my phone? Can I hear something, please? Other than the neon lights <laughs> in the hood, yeah. can I please just listen to another sound? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
Or the applause sound of the Friars. Yeah, my favorite. I, I know. I know. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so you. much. <laughs> shut, shut up. I can't unhear it now. Yeah, next time, you, <laughs> next time you drop some like frozen chicken nuggets in the fryer, you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, ha, those, those guys are silly bitches, I'll tell you. Uh, but yeah, I to, to summarize in one sentence, I guess, I understand... That it's work. Hmm. But as my one-time improv teacher told me, people go to see a play. They don't go to see a work. (laughs) And nobody wants to be in an environment where they're just watching people work. Hmm. They want to see and be a part of a good time. Hmm. And that needs to be across the board. You know, if you have proper staff that are paid well that are enjoying what they're doing, then you'll have a functioning kitchen. People want to take pride in what they're doing if they're having a good time doing it. Hmm. If they feel like it's their other home. Yeah, if you're having fun. Right. Like, I'm down to, you know, cook the hell out of some shit for you. So yeah, (laughs) nobody wants to work because nobody wants to be treated like they're being made to work. Yeah, yeah. People, People are naturally driven to do something with their lives hmm. whether they're being a parent whether they're chasing addiction they're going to do something right. they want to do something mm-hmm. most people don't just lay in bed all day if given the opportunity to for years and years and years hmm. so if if somebody has a passion for anything don't beat it out of them yeah foster it in them yeah recognize what they bring to the table like John hmm. is a good example. Is he the best chef I've ever known technically? Hmm. No, of course not. But that motherfucker can write on a cake. Oh my god, his handwriting is so pretty. He can it's decorate so pretty. He can decorate desserts <laughs> and plate things right. with the best of them. My like, goodness. I don't know how he does it. He'll just drop he all of the ingredients <laughs> and it just falls beautifully. He truly has a gift. No, he's <laughs> the most artistic man I've ever met. <laughs> With very specific like things. Right. <laughs> oh, Make man. some fantastic desserts. I'm sorry we had to talk about you again, Jenny, but well, it's the truth. It's, it's a compliment. Truth. It's a compliment. You're an artist with desserts. <laughs> Dessert, yeah. Credit yeah, words, good too. too. He makes some good, I oh, think I've had like yeah. apple tarts or something. Yeah. Like Those things are beautiful. <laughs> God, I've seen like cookbooks that don't look that good. <laughs> My God. So good. So good. Um, but yes. I believe we have some some food facts for the week. I, I have a few a few fun food facts um, that are interesting. Okay, interesting. Bring it out. So they're they're all weird ones, like the cochineal, cochineal, Co- coach cochineal. You say that. Let's see here. Yeah, let's see one. Cochineal. I'm going to say cochineal. It is a dye. Okay. It's a dye that goes into things like it used to go in Starbucks's coffee. It's a red a if you ever see natural red yeah. dye six or something like that. Oh sure, yeah. Um come to find out it's little it's like little beetles that you find off of um uh bark. I can't tell you exactly what tree. But sure. they crush it up and turn it to a dye and they use it. They've been using it for years and years. That makes sense. <laughs> and it's just one of the things that are FDA approved. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you ever see the Red Six, it's 
not harmful and it's more natural than some of the artificial stuff that you can put in there. So sure. that's why they started putting it in there. Um, do you know why uh, marshmallows are not vegan? No. Because gelatin is made out of horse bones. Yeah, I, I think I did know that. Yeah. You know why figs aren't vegan? Because of the wasp. Because there's a tiny wasp inside yeah. of them. That's how they get yep. pollinated. That's another one of them. Yeah, the, I, I, I saw it today. Um, yeah, I love the fact that... Yeah. Here's what's funny to me. So one of the servers we work with uh-huh. is a very particular <laughs> eater. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Basically, like chicken tenders and like Caesar salad are her <laughs> favorite fucking things. Uh-huh. No mayonnaise, but Caesar's fine. No mayonnaise. And she hates anchovies, but Caesar's fine. Uh, she doesn't want to know what's in the in the dressing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. She will get grossed out if we eat like a. A heart or a liver or something like that. I can understand the heart. I understand the heart. I, you know, I understand a little bit. A little bit. Or if I order a beef tongue burrito, mm-hmm. lingua, you know. Yeah. I understand in concept, mm-hmm. but when you're rubbing ground up insects <laughs> on your face near your mouth to color it a particular way, uh-huh. but oh, I'm eating an animal's liver. That's gross. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't know about it. That's that's the whole thing. Or oh Frosty, that's what's under the fryers? That's gross. <laughs> or oh um, Frosty, is that what's in the aprons? Oh what? That's gross. <laughs> um anyway, sorry, tangent. <clears throat> there there's a couple other ones that have a, have similar things like um Oh the there's in some of the fancier vanilla Yep, they use a beaver gland extract. Oh, out of their it's anal gland. Of course it is. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and also, there's there's a coffee that is there's a Indonesian. It kind of looks like a kind of looks like a possum. Okay, a little possum, Indonesian animal um, that they feed their like cocoa beans, and they wait for them to pass it, and then they sift out the cocoa beans out of the yep. Yeah, I live the fecal matter. Yeah. And use that when they're making their uh, coffees. And it's said to be one of the more delicious coffees. And it's like a hundred bucks a cup type thing. The best part of waking <laughs> up is a mouthful of beaver ass. <laughs> no, oh, those, man. Those are just some of the things I looked up. Um, That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Again, again. Another FDA-approved one. But a, oh. but me eating a, a liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I think those were cheeks. Was it? No, it was liver. It was liver. It was liver. It was definitely liver. Don't yeah. question yeah. me on my Hannibal Lecter quotes. <laughs> you know I know Hannibal Lecter's line so well, Quanzie. What's your worst memory of working in the restaurant business? Oh, hmm. speaking of... Memories from the restaurant business. We actually had a question this week. Hmm. Uh, it was very simple. Dating a chef? Question mark. I think I've only ever had one interwork dating thing. Haha. <laughs> okay, I know. I know that story. So hold that thought. I'm not gonna tell the story. I'm just gonna just putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 no, that's not true. We'll see how many stories we feel like sharing. Yeah. Uh, next week, I think we'll we'll just talk about <laughs> relationships in the kitchen. That's fair. Between the kitchen, front of house, back of house, yeah. customers, uh, you know, normal stuff. 
I won't tell many stories either, but we'll <laughs> we'll talk about we'll it. talk about we'll what dis- that's like. Discuss things. We'll discuss that uh, that whole dynamic. And mm-hmm. hey, if you if everyone's got any questions for us, uh, drop us an email, mm-hmm. uh, lesstasted at gmail.com. or you can go to our YouTube channel. Feel free to check out our videos and drop a comment there. Um, also, we have an Instagram, which is also at lesstasted. So feel free to check us out any of those places if you have a question or please, a horrific restaurant story. We want to hear it. Please. We've got so many more to tell you mm-hmm. from our experiences, but we want to hear all of them. Mm-hmm. The worse it is, the better it is. I mean, I'll take some happy stories as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I'd like all of these stories to have a happy ending. Right. Like, oh, service was horrible, but then I got candy. <laughs> Right. Or something along those lines. Or ice cream. Ice cream's always happen. But yes, please feel free to share with us all the things you can. Uh, and thank you for coming on this adventure of exploring why people don't want to work. It was a roller coaster. It was. Yeah. It's funny because I would consider this to be an extension of work. Sure. And yet it's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. But then I think that's uh, going to wrap it up. This has been Kitchen Open Late, but the kitchen is now closed, so get the fuck out. Peace.